Today on Awaken to Grace, we are in part two of a sermon entitled Standing on Holy Ground. We are studying the life of Moses, and we're going to see the call of God on his life today. Well, in part two of this sermon, out of a greater series called Kindling, How God Can Set Fire to Our Lives, we're going to see how Moses is standing on holy ground. We're going to link the fire of God to personal holiness. And when God brings his fire, friends, it will bring holiness into our lives. We're going to see why God commands his people to be holy, for God is holy. I hope you enjoy today's broadcast, and I hope you'll consider downloading our free mobile app, Awakened to Grace. Jump on the Google Play or your app store today and download Awakened to Grace on any device. I was seeking the Lord. I was asking the Lord fervently, praying fervently, seeking God. Lord, set me on fire. Bring fire to my soul. Put fire in my tongue. God, when I preach, let it be scorching with fire, God. And I was seeking God. I didn't say anything about it to the pulpit. Nobody knew this. I was just seeking God for weeks and weeks and weeks. I would just seek God. Every time uh, as the music was playing, before I'd preach, I'd be saying, God, put fire in my tongue, God. Put fire in me, Lord. Give me your fire. And one day, I mean, if you know, God uses crazy people. Sometimes you got to be a little crazy for God to use you sometimes. And one day, uh, I'll never forget it. This was about three or maybe four years ago. We were doing a special event here. It was Saturday morning and there were lots of guests here, people I'd never met, and some people were up here leading worship. We had been up here at the front praying, and, and I was standing right over here between the chairs and the platform, and this woman I'd never seen before, she walks up to me in this prayer time, she walks up to me and she goes, and sniffs me. I thought, what in the world? Sniffs me. Who does that? God's got some crazy people. (laughs) But you know what she said to me? I didn't know her. I'd never met her. She said, you smell like fire. And turns around and walks away. (laughs) I'm I'm just thinking how stunned I was. After I got over my shock, somebody, you know, made me want to sniff myself. <laughs> oh, what deodorant am I using? Holy <laughs> Spirit. It wasn't Old Spice, I tell you that. But, but after being shocked, it was, listen, what a sweet confirmation from the Lord. Listen. Are you able to recognize God's presence in your life? Let me tell you how you recognize it. You give your full attention to it. It becomes what you seek after. It begins, it becomes what you long for. But see, many of us can't do it because we're in the rat race of life. 
If we would be still, Psalm 46.10, if we would calm ourselves, quiet our lives, and seek the Lord, friends, we would find a fire in our soul that God ignites that nothing will ever quench. Are you too busy? Probably. It's, ice, it's, it's solitude that God often does His greatest work. So here Moses is. He's a broken man. Here Moses is, he's quite a failure in life. And here he is obscured and doesn't want to be around anybody. And notice what God does. Verse 4. Notice what he says. Moses, Moses. What that must have been like to be a man on the backside of the desert thinking that you're away from everybody and you're tucked away and no one can find you and all of a sudden this bush calls out your name twice. (laughs) Friends, there's some of you that God's calling. There's some of you that God has a work for you to do. And you say, Chad, I'm employed here at so-and-so. Or you say, Chad, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Or you say, Chad, I'm disabled. Or you say, Chad, I'm in my retirement years. Listen, you, you say, Chad, I, I'm a college student or I'm a high school student. Let me tell you, I don't care what stage of life you're in. I don't care what circumstances you are in as far as your life right now. I'm telling you, on the authority of God's Word, there's a work for you to do. There's a calling of God upon each of your lives. They are giftings inside of you. We're already starting to think about Christmas. How many of you have already bought your first Christmas gift? You know what's going to be interesting? No matter what Christmas looks like at your house. At the end of December 25th, I bet there's no gifts left unwrapped, is there? But yet, you look around today at all of the people in here today. How many giftings of the Holy Spirit are left unwrapped within us? Gifting after gifting after gifting. And here they sit, dormant, completely unwrapped. Friends, do you, know what the, do you know what the presence of God will do in your life? It will reveal the call of God upon your life. My chief primary responsibility as a pastor is not to preach outlined sermons to you. My chief role is not to counsel. My chief role is not to set the direction and vision for this church. My chief role is not to navigate us financially. My chief role is not to do all of these, all of those things include my role, but they're not my chief role. They're not my primary responsibility. Do you know what my primary responsibility is? Is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's my job. That's my real job. That's my real role. And you say, Chad, well, I don't know if that applies to me. If you're born again, that means you're sanctified. That means you're set apart for God. That means you are a saint. 
And if you are a saint, then there is a work of ministry that you as a saint ought to fulfill. But you say, Chad, how do I find it? Give your full attention to the presence of God. Give your full attention. And notice the Bible says, and when the Lord saw that Moses had turned to see the burning bush. Oh, would to God that the Lord would see many of you today turn and give your full attention. That's what God wants. That's what he desires. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above where Christ is. Set your minds, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. The great evangelist D.L. Moody of the 1800s, he would so often say, Christians are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Today, it's reversed in our day. Today, we would say many Christians are so earthly minded, we're no heavenly good. No, set our minds on things above. In other words, give your attention to the things of God. And if you would refocus your life, And if you would place God in the very center of your life. I'm not talking about compartmentalizing him to 90 minutes on Sunday. I'm talking setting him in the very center of your life. Where everything revolves around the presence of God. Everything revolves around the call of God on your life. You know what you'll find? You'll find that there are giftings inside you. There are callings inside you. There are things inside you that you never dreamed that God would be able to use you in. You see, some, listen, far too many of us were hanging out on the backside of the desert. Satan tells us things like we're a failure. He tells us things like we are useless. He tells us things like we've blown our chance. We've missed our opportunity. He'll tell us things like we've disappointed God too much. Let me tell you, he's a liar. And God desires today to reveal himself to you in new ways and fresh ways. The question is not, will God work in your life? That's not the question. The question is, will you pay attention? That's the question. And Moses gave his full attention. To the presence of God. Now note the progression. God did his great work. In in the solitude. Of Moses' situation. God reveals his presence to Moses. And then God reveals his calling upon Moses. And now watch what he does. He reveals his holiness. Now. As I said, I want to make this so clear. The fire of God is not emotionalism. Are there emotions to it? Sure, we're emotional people. God himself has emotions. Do you realize that? I had, a, I had, a, uh, I had a, a, an older pastor tell me one time that God had divorced himself from emotions. I don't know what Bible he read. But told me God had divorced himself from it. That don't even make sense. No. Are there emotions to it? Yes. But it's not emotionalism. It's not sensationalism. 
Let me tell you, this is what I want to link right here, and this is what I want you to note. The ground on which Moses stood, was it in itself holy? No. What made that ground at Mount Horeb, what made it holy? The presence of God. Are you and I, by default, are we holy? No. I mean, do you live with yourself? You're not, are you? This clay is not by default, by nature. It is not holy, right? But see, God makes a command. God says something extraordinary in 1 Peter. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. What makes a child of God, what makes a born-again believer holy? When the presence of God takes up residence. Amen? Link this. The fire of God brought holiness. And the point of God's fire in your life is not so you can feel emotions. The point of God's burning, cleansing, flame is to burn out sin in your life. And to make you holy before the Lord. That's the purpose of it. Why can God say be holy as I am holy? See, before you and I are born again, the Bible teaches that we were children of disobedience. Children with the nature of wrath. Children after our father, the devil. You and I were lost without any hope in this world. Lost without God, according to the book of Ephesians. You and I were without hope. But what happened when you and I became born again? This is exactly what Paul meant when he said, you become a new creation. The old things are passed away, and behold, everything becomes new. Isn't that quite remarkable? What's that new creation? Friends, it means that your nature is reborn. It means that you now have the nature of God. If you, uh, listen, I've got four children. I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, two daughters, and I got two boys, three-year-old and two-year-old. Lord help us. John Mark will be two next week. We are never bored, ever. But you would not have to hang out with my kids very long to realize they are just like me. Especially Piper, good Lord. Lord, help us all. And listen, you know this. Are we not just like our parents? The good, the bad, and the ugly? Are we not? Why? Why are my children just like me? Why are your children just like you? Because they're born of us. They have our nature. They have our temperament. They have our personality. They have our tendencies. Do they not? Why? Because they're born of us. And if we are truly born of God, then we are to take on God's nature, which is holiness. What will bring greater degrees of holiness to your life? Greater degrees of fire. So here Moses is. 
It's out of the solitude of his life that God revealed his presence. It's out of the recognizing the attention of God's presence that God revealed his calling. And it's out of revealing that calling that Moses progressed to God's holiness. Friends, you and I can walk through the same progression. But see, here's here's the problem. We try to worship God. We try to come to church on Sundays. We try to, you know, whatever worship looks like for us. We try to give God our affection. But listen, you can't fully give God your affections until you fully give God your attention. And that's what the biggest takeaway I want you to see today. Are you giving God your full attention? Or are you quite distracted? Is God compartmentalized? Is God in this little box that your whole week revolves around you? No, friend. Our whole week should revolve around God. Take you out of it and put God in place of you and give Him your full attention. Let's bow our heads today. I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know what God is saying to you. I don't know how distracted you are. I don't know how many of you are facing a season of being alone. I don't know. But God knows exactly where you are. Just like God was able to call out Moses' name in a place of solitude, God knows exactly where you are. And God desires to work today in your life today what's God saying to you do other things have your attention do other people have your attention or does God have it perhaps today you're in a place of isolation you're in a place of obscurity perhaps today you're on the backside of a desert Could it be that that's where you're going to meet God face to face? Could it be that God is positioning you for something great? Perhaps you're in the mundane of life. Stuck. Just stuck in the mundane. Friends, God's in the mundane. God's preparing you. Could it be that there's a call of God on you that's lying dormant right now? It's dormant. Are there giftings inside you that God wants you to unwrap? That God wants you to engage? Could it be that there's sin in your life that the fire of God will cleanse? Are there addictions in your life that you can't break out of your own strength? But friends, the fire of God will break it. I don't know who you are or what you're facing, but I do know this. God desires to do a new work in you. God desires to call you out. Out of your routine. Out of your obscurity out of your failure 
out of your sin, out of your regrets, out of your mistakes, out of your past. God wants to call you out of all of that. And for those of you that will desire holiness, God will put a call on you. For those of you that you desire to know the call of God, God will reveal himself to you. And for those of you that desire the presence of God, get alone. Get in a place of isolation, of solitude. Turn things off. Turn your internet off. Turn your phone off. Put the tablet away. Shut the TV down. Get away from the noise. Get away from the distractions. Get away from it. And get alone with God. And I'm telling you, if if you will hide yourself away and your only visitor is the Holy Spirit, He'll reveal Himself to you. Some of you, God's given you times of solitude. Are you taking advantage of it? Some of you, perhaps your situation's changed. You you live by yourself now. Are you investing that time with the Lord? Some of you are empty nesters. Your kids are out of the house and you don't know what you're going to do. Some of you are in retirement and now you're, you're kind of wondering, you're asking yourself, what do I do with my time? Invested in the kingdom of God. Give yourselves to the work of the ministry. Some of you work jobs where you have long commutes. Some of you spend a portion of your day in your car. Give that time to God. Give that time to the Holy Spirit. I know this. God desires a new and a fresh work in you. The question is, will God have your attention? (laughs) Will God have your attention? Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for all of your people that are here. I thank you for everyone watching or listening online. I thank you, God, for the way you're working in this hour. Right now, God, I thank you for how you're working in our day help your people, Lord. Help us. So God, we just yield afresh to you. We surrender anew to you. We offer our hearts. We offer our lives. We offer our wills and our emotions. We offer our plans and our ambitions. And God, we lay them on your altar. And we sacrifice them to you. We become the living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is our true spiritual worship. Only you can make us holy, God. So let your fire come. Let the burning, cleansing flame of the Holy Spirit burn out sin. Burn out bad attitudes. Burn out pride. Burn out selfishness. 
and give us holy moments with you, Lord. Holy moments in our living rooms. Holy moments in our vehicles. Holy moments with our children, God. Holy. 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 Let your fire come. Let your fire increase to the glory of God Almighty. In Jesus' name, amen.